Hey there, friends and foes. Good morning. Welcome to the Virtual Rec Room live from Imaginarium. And I'm going to be joined this morning in the rec room by Dave Mattingly and Hillbilly, who's on his way back in. And we're going to be talking about the most underrated movies of the 1980s that deserved a sequel. Oh, and oh, we're going to yes. be doing a live taste test of Captain Crunch Strongberry Cereal with our live audience. And we're going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Elvis Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. You can't be that original. This is Back in the Cereal Box. Welcome to the Virtual Rec Room. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pike. You can call me Johnny. And Avengers comic books, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And when we're in the Virtual Rec Room, I'm wearing my onesie. We're going to be doing a taste test of some cereal. But I've got some very special friends with me. Dave Mattingly, tell everyone who you are, what you do, and what your pop culture passion is. All right. Well, he already spoiled it. I'm Dave Mattingly. So there's the big part. You know, he already told yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Spoiler alert. Um, I was a teenage rocket scientist for NASA. Uh, True. Just finished up some uh, some work for the NSA in their cybersecurity field. Uh, I'm also uh, an improv comic, a preacher. I was a publisher for a long time. My uh, pop culture passion is role-playing games and comics. That is phenomenal. And he is the smartest guy I know. We need to be working hook up later. We, we need to talk. Awesome. Awesome. And Hillbilly, tell everyone who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is. Okay. So I am William Joseph Roberts, author of sci-fi fantasy horror and anything that evil mind squirrels demand to me, and also the head publisher at Three Ravens Publishing. And the pop culture thing would absolutely be cheesy, B-rate, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, all the fun stuff like... Uh, Ice Pirates and Caveman and things like that from back in the day. And did you know that this weekend in Memphis, the Joe Bob Briggs convention is happening? No. Yeah. He was just here in Louisville two weeks ago, and I couldn't make it. Yeah. Hey, we're going to make some room for another friend. We're going to welcome in the uh, purveyor of the dark arts himself, Mr. Daniel Dark. And uh, scooch on in here. Act like you uh, like us. I don't buy too much. One. Yes, yes. Everybody, <laughs> this is Daniel Dark, one of my oldest friends. And I mean that in terms of years that I've known him, not in actual. Well, actually, in actual yeah. years, you might be. Um, actually, scoot this way just a little bit more. This is live theater, ladies and gentlemen. We have no script. All right, Daniel Dark. I forgot my lines. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and what your pop culture passion is. I'm Daniel Dark. I do everything from podcasting to TV shows to um, 
owning a cigar company to I didn't know you owned the cigar company now. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, last year. I opened up in April 1st during the middle of COVID. The most oh, no. apropos day to open a business during COVID has to be April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> but people were starving to get out and to be social, so it's blown up, right? It, it's it's working on that. So all right. And well, the cigar uh, blows up. You get that from the That's right. Dark books. So my knife tale and different books like that that I write, and also have the really nice. Thing of being a Victorian chef that I... That's right, you make ketchup. That I make ketchup <laughs> and stuff, and I have, the, I have written a book on ketchup. That he really literally has. He's got a book on historic flavors and recipes of ketchup. It's available right out there in the, uh, in the creator's uh, alleyway. And you know what, Hillbilly? Oh. That camera is cattywampus, and it's bugging me to death. Is there anyone in the audience that you would trust to just tilt it? It's a dust angle. Slightly? It's like we're on the old Batman show. Okay, we'll Star Trek, Trek, then we'll, leave it. Then we'll yeah. leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. <laughs> we need a little gross action music. Music. Yeah, I know. A little bit. A little bit. But I like that. I like that justification yeah. that Dave gave us. We're under attack. Yeah. All right. And oh this so morning, on every Saturday morning in the rec room, we eat cereal in our pajamas and this morning we're going to do a live How taste test. How the cereal test. got in our pajamas. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's some girls here that never mind. Um anyway, we're going to do a live <laughs> taste testing of the Captain Crunch Strongberry. This is the DC Comics uh, 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 what do you call it collaboration with uh, Superman on this side and Supergirl on this side. Now we're called back to the cereal box because we are a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And when I was a kid, I don't know about you guys, but I am of an age where we did not have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table on Saturday morning. And you read the back of the cereal box. We were reading the back of the cereal box. I'm disappointed in this box because there's nothing up. There's no No, there's, there's no maze. It's there's a no trick question. Word. There is no back. There's nothing there's two there. Fronts. That's right. There's two fronts. We had actual toys in the box. Yes. That's right. We would read They were in. crap, but they were still fun. And he, got he found this Emperor Ming inside a cereal box. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if we, if we were doing this, if we were doing this, I would reach into the box and pull out this awesome Flash Gordon figure from NECA. If you guys are listening That's to cool the podcast, yes, this is, this is the, the Ming figure from the Flash Gordon cartoon series, Saturday morning cartoon series by Filmation, and NECA is doing a whole series of these. There are actually four different sets of Flash Gordon and Ming. Was that written like 78 to 81? Something like that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, these are gorgeous, huge, thick stock cards, and this one is not coming out of the package. Now, th that's important for everyone to know. Johnny is an out-of-the-box collector. So almost all of my action figures in the rec room are out of the box and on stands. But this one and the the matching Flash Gordon will not be out of the box. Because the, the artwork's just too pretty to, to, to destroy. Ruin it, yeah. yeah, so but that is courtesy of our sponsor, Hitchhiker Toys in White House, Tennessee. 
Hitchhiker Toys uh, provides us with new loot every week. And uh, you can find them at hitchhikertoys.com. And go get yourself some Flash Gordon and Ming action figures. But we're going to do a taste test. If you don't want to rip up the box, you just take a knife and you cut the bottom of the plastic and you can escape that. So, <laughs> that's a good idea. But what if you cut the packaging open? Yeah. It's not in the box anymore. Probably what I'm going to have to do is just get another one that I can open <laughs> the packaging. There's no way of getting them out without damaging everything. It's yeah, because too... look at this. Look at this. The look, blister look at, it's old. is actually in underneath the cardboard. Oh, yeah. It's well, not on top. It's right. underneath. And so this is, feel that. Feel that. Oh, yeah, this, this is that's like, heavy cardstock. Yeah, triple it's like a weapon, la- yeah. layered cardstock. Yeah. I mean, you, you look. Uh, now, Tennessee's humidity is causing it to split a little bit, uh-huh. so I'm going to have to do some repairs on it. But It's know. like batarang thick there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Strawberry syrup. You guys ready for this? Audience, we ran out of bowls, but we do have cups. So if you would like to taste test this, actually, with this. I will have to pass because I lost a crown yesterday. I'm not gonna. I'm seeing my dentist Monday, so no crunchy stuff for me. Adulting is hard, so I'm gonna put this out here, guys. Come up, I'll about let you know once I get there. Cup. We've got the milk here. We'll. Uh, we got folks. Oh, that was almost dangerous. That was almost bad. So we'll put some milk, Daniel. Are you gonna try some? It's bright and neon. And we got the audience getting it. Dave, I, I really... It I, can't I'm, be as good as Superman ice cream. No, it really can't. Now, I will, I will confess something to you guys. I did do a dry... What's the camera? I did do a dry, out-of-the-box taste test first. And as a dry cereal, without milk, it's really, really delicious. So we're going to wait for everyone to get theirs. We don't want to wait too long. We don't want to get soggy. Everyone got what they want. What well, should come out of the milk. I mean, Superman's does be stronger than milk. It's not real good. It should be stronger than milk, but we're going to see. All right, here's the live taste test. Everybody ready? You got spool, spoons? Do you need spoons? Do you need milk? Yeah. All right. No milk. No. All right, here we go. Ready? <laughs> I've slipped kryptonite into your Superman cereal. So, is it just me? Kind of weak. Yeah. Or does this have no flavor whatsoever? It, it, it has no flavor. It's like, okay, just straight up Cheerios with coloring. You guys diluted it with milk. That's why. You got to go. Oh, so this is actually you got to go. Cereal. No milk. Yeah, it, is, it tastes exactly just like plain old Cheerios. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's going to pop see, out of You're eating it dry, right? Right. Yeah. So, when I tried it dry, it was delicious. But when, as soon as you add the milk to it, the flavor just okay, okay, gets sucked out. It is like what, 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 kind of like fruity pebbles. I think is this okay? That's two percent. So maybe that's throwing a little something off. Mm. Yours is you know full, no. but it should it taste like fruity pebbles yes, or or crunch berries. Yes, and it's none yeah, of that. Nothing there. Really, mine is mine is like that. It's but dry, good. it's delicious. There's yeah. a little bit there with the milk, but it's good. So. It's pretty cereal, huh? Yeah, on a, on a, it, it looks good. It's fun looking. I'm probably going to eat cereal. I don't care, man. And well, well, tasting like Cheerios makes sense. Uh, Superman was raised in Kansas. Yeah. I told you, he is the right? smartest guy I've ever met. Cheerios. No. Well, it doesn't taste like Cheerios. See, I've not had Cheerios well, I mean, in 30 years. I mean, it's that level of flavoring. But, but Were you, you know, the oak flavoring? 
Yeah, but it's, in terms of like a fruity, fun flavor, it's not there. Yeah, I'm not getting no. anything. Well, Super Banana's not the, the fun Super I mean, I wouldn't For that, you want Plastic Man cereal. <laughs> Wait, do we really want to eat Plastic Man cereal? <laughs> it's kind of yes. sweet. <laughs> yes, I do. I want Eel O'Brien cereal today. <laughs> I would give it a four out of ten. I would, uh, yeah, I would give this a three out of ten bowls of cereal. Wait, are we around the cartoon today? No. Oh, well, we are the cartoon. We are the cartoon. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if you were actually going to do that this time around. I want to hear what because, Mr. Dark thinks. Because I don't know if you've looked in the mirror lately. You are a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, what do you think? Scale uh, two. <laughs> two out of ten bowls. Nope, no words. There's, just, there's, there's nothing yeah. there. Like, I'll eat it to eat it. I'm saying three just for the color and the fun shapes. I mean, it is supposed to be shaped like the Superman emblem. The yeah. milk? Yeah, oh, the milk's right. right. yeah. really not even changing color. It almost tastes healthy. It's yeah, there we go. It almost tastes healthy. It's almost like eating grape nuts. I love grape nuts. Grape <laughs> nuts are better than the cereal. Yeah, the cereal is milk. Yes. It's it is lactose like yeah. tolerant. Grape nuts dry. You know what would be great is if they made this so that it turns the milk kryptonite green. Yeah, that would be good. That and you'd have all the food dye issues. It's already got food dye. Yeah, no, but it's probably safe food dye, and that's probably why it has no flavor. You're taking all the fun out of our Saturday morning. (laughs) No, artificially flavored. Yeah, Yeah. I I, look. I expect more. I expect more from Quaker Oats. Especially Superman. Yeah. Because Quaker Oats, Captain Crunch is like the gold standard of cereal. I guess. So where did they go wrong? Hey, that's Jimmy Olsen's cereal. They got the flavor wrong. <laughs> Look at all the value you bring. He's so awesome. Awesome. All right. So um, that is our cereal. We dug out new loot. But uh, you brought some books. Oh, I get them. Like, yeah, pitch your book. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, um, we have a number of titles that are up for the Imagine Awards tonight Woo-hoo. at the award ceremony. We've got oh, like seven yeah. titles. Awesome. One of them is for Best Anthology, which is It Came From the Trailer Park, which is cheesy B-rate creature feature horror. I mean, Shaun of the Dead, Army of Darkness, all that good stuff. Um, the audio for Dark Storm Rising is up for the uh, Imagine Awards. and we got like a poetry collection and uh, mine and Chris Wood's sci-fi um sci-fi space opera comedy a smuggler's run which is if the duke's a hazard and uh, uh if the duke, no if the duke's a hazard and space balls had a love child while well, wrapped in all that is the 80s you would have smuggler's run i love this idea <laughs> it's just fun stupid comedy and we pull on all those 80s tropes in the movies that we love I love that. I love that. Now, I'm, I got a question for you. This is a serious question because I'm looking at the Three Ravens logo on okay. the spine of the book. H- has anyone ever confused it for Tor? Not that I know of. That's the first time yeah, anybody said anything about it. Like, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it's got the triangle. Yeah. Hmm. That might work to your benefit. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Well, and since we're showing off books, my new book, One Night at the Roxy, dropped a couple of weeks ago. You can get that at johnpikett.com. And, uh, I, you know, it's uh, super-powered showgirls, time-traveling gangsters, vampire Nazis, 
in an alternate wait, wait, reality. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you just said Chicago. Nazis. And and yes. I'm Tales you know, old as time, you know. Yeah, I've not read it myself, but the reviews on Amazon <laughs> are awesome. awesome. Wait, so this was a fever dream, and it all got put down out of nowhere. Just just yeah. happened. Well, according to one reviewer, it's a harem fantasy. I what's, can neither the confirm or deny it. It's called One, One Night, Night at, at the, the Roxy. Roxy. I mean, the harem got me right there, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in. One Night at the Roxy. And, anyway. And then Daniel has a couple of great books, too. Knife's Tale and what's the new Knife's one? Knife's Tale, Victim's Tale is the latest book, which is the victim side of the story. It's about, the uh, it's about uh, uh, Jack it, the Ripper, it, right? It is about a young man that is becoming Jack Career goals. It is a yeah. You gotta have reach out to Jack. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's this horde out in the street your named Lucy. Anyway, um, did I just say that? Did I say that word out loud yeah. on the air? Yes. You None of us heard it. You said harem. That's all. I'm still <laughs> stuck. Well, okay, it's gotta be PG-13 for the '80s. So you know, you got your bleep and you're good. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a bleep. Shh. They don't know. Okay. No, they know. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so we, we got something fun that we're going to do. Whoa, rats. So, um, this is a game called It's Kind of a Fun Story. It's a storytelling game. And we're just going to draw a random card. You have no idea what you're about to draw. And you have to tell us a story. Oh Lord! On that topic, uh, I ain't had enough cover for this. You're cut to the middle, and draw a random card, Dave. All right. Go ahead, draw one, Daniel. Draw one, anyone from anywhere. That one right there. That one right there. Okay. Come on, come. On. I'll take the next. <laughs> one. All right. Does anybody else want to play? I will. All right. Please be about a hammer. <laughs> stuck on the hair. Really. Yes, yeah. yes, you can make your own story. So. Oh my God! So, so we're not telling, we're not telling actual stories. We're making stories up, right? Uh, yes. The, well, no, no. Oh. You can tell a real story. You tell. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Sure it's like truth or dare. Tell a real story about this. That, that is completely up to you. Just keep it PG rated. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm in. No. All right. So I'll start us. Um, describe a moment in your life when you would like to redo. Oh, this is so easy for me. Five minutes ago when you said... Yes, yes. No, no, actually, this was when I was 15, maybe 14 years old. I was was a student uh, getting my black belt in Taekwondo, and we were at a tournament. And, you know, I had done the forms tournament, you know, forms thing, and they're giving out the trophies. I had been disqualified from the sparring competition because I broke a guy's ribs. That's another story. But um, so they're, they're doing the awards for the forms and I hear the name in my ear, Pika. Well, my name is Pika, but a, P-Y-K-A, a lot of people throughout my life have mispronounced it Pika. So that's, a, I thought it was me. So I jumped up, I ran up there to get my award and the judges are and I had to go back and sit back down and be humiliated while somebody else took my blasted award. I would like to redo that moment, please. 
So you don't rush on stage, or so the award is actually for you? Both. Yeah. Either or. Go ahead, Hillbilly. What we got? Which I'm, I'm still thinking. <laughs> he, he's wanting to defer. Yeah, to I, defer. I'm okay, right okay. now. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, well, you drew two cards. You drew true. <laughs> ah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get to pick one. <laughs> Turn them into one yeah. story. Them. Yeah. Turn them into one story. Ooh, I, I like both of them. Um, one of them is, tell us about a time you heard someone gossiping about you. Ooh, sometime when someone was gossiping about you. And the other one is, tell us about a time someone annoyed you to the point where your eyes roll back in your head. Oh, you've got a story there, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was the um, time somebody gossiped about it. And actually, these two can be combined. Okay. There was a time in my life that I... You know, did other things. <laughs> Keep it PG. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Like, wait, hold on. There's something else here. Um, and I had different people in my life that wanted to take me to other places in business and stuff. Okay. And my ex-wife time. Now, There's always an ex-wife involved. She decided that I could not do that because she wasn't going to have her name attached, her, her, my name attached to a business of that sort. Was was this a strip club? What yeah. Was, oh, okay. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Ten points to Johnny for getting it right the first time. I, I didn't know whether you wanted that in the show or not. But I, I was I was a you know bouncer. They wanted me to open up another strip club in my name with the investors in doing all of it. And one of the girls that worked at the strip club would not do anything for me until she found out that my ex-wife did not like the fact that I worked in the strip club. And as soon as she found out that, because people, PG. Had, <laughs> people had gossip, she was wanting to do everything. All <laughs> Go on. He's the master of dark. Let him go. That's, uh, that's and, a great story. All the way up to handing me a copy of her room key at the motel that she stayed in. So when I was a kid, on Saturday mornings, this would have been the kind of story we would have died to live. Dave, what do you got? From, from the master of darkness to the preacher. <laughs> I'm also a comedian and a rocket scientist. Yeah. What is the time you went all out and treated yourself? That is pretty rare. I don't like to spend money, especially on me, because I don't like me much, you know. I'm kind of a jerk. <laughs> uh, the time I went all out was uh, a time where I, I decided to put it all on the line and, you know, kind of grab the brass ring and try try something big and daring and scary but rewarding. Uh, when I was working uh, uh, down in Florida at NASA, 
I went to the, uh, the local theater on a Saturday afternoon see if they needed anybody help with lights and sound or backstage set kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, saw two ladies uh, hanging in the lobby, uh, they were running lines, getting ready. Uh, walked over and introduced myself uh, to a gal. Uh, uh, I kissed her hand and she oh, swooned. Um, <laughs> Today you get a restraining order. <laughs> well, I'm uh, just saying. Or, or, you know, or a room key. I guess. Depends uh, how it goes. Uh, so a, a week later, we dated. A month later, we were engaged. And a year later, we married. On, on the stage. Oh, yeah. There we go. That is phenomenal. I knew that story because I know you well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you absolutely lied in that story <laughs> because you said you are, well, you said you don't like to spend money, but you are the most generous person I've ever met in my life. I'll give money. I don't like to spend money on yeah. me. Yeah, he, he is the most generous person you will ever meet. and Again, you um, need to meet more people. Well, probably true, too. But All right, so are you ready? I actually came up with two stories. Just one. This one. Just a good one. Okay, you want, well, both of them are military time frame. Okay, so. What's your prompt? On my, oh, oh, oh okay. So when did you accidentally ruin everything but got away with it? Oh, okay. Wow. So, so what happened? How about when I almost got beaten? Or just like ruined the USO show. I want to hear the USO show. Okay, so on my first deployment, we were screwing around, and you know, you bring things on deployments. You bring water balloons and water guns and random stuff like that. You just have fun, and you know, you make MRE bombs because you can, and you screw with people. But we had balloons, and we had balloon launchers. And the USO happened to be there doing the show. They had a flatbed in. They were doing their thing. And uh, there was some comedian up there. I wish it was um, um, great work uh, back in the day. Bob. Bob Hope. Bob Hope. That, I would have loved to have seen one of those USO shows in person. Um, but we got bored. We decided, hey, there's a lot of people over there. What can we do? Let's load up the balloon launcher. So we have two guys on either side holding the ends of this rubber band launcher thing for the water balloons with somebody all the way on the ground laying down and we stretch this thing out. If it would have gotten loose, it would have hurt so bad. And, boom, boom, boom. and we just started long, long water, firing them. Wa- water balloon mortar shells to the, the USO show. Performers. As, as a professional <laughs> stage performer and variety artist, I hate you so much. Well, right we now. were going more for the crowd, but I think we hit the stage a couple of times. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. But we, we didn't up there, got hit right in the face. We, we face at the stage. We dodged, <laughs> you know, got off into the tents and took off and hide, you know, and uh, got, got away with it. <laughs> is, there, is there a statute of limitations for not live. I don't know, but they'd have to know what, you, what uh, deployment that I was. Know, <laughs> no one ever find out this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we needed some out to our audience. What do you guys have? I have one that I don't it's know if I can do PG. this PG PG anything. Have you ever made a sex tape? Oh no! No, I have a good story. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> but not one that he can share on the air, possibly. Well, I mean, I feel Draw like another I card. Can. Yeah. I, don't make me pull out the monkey backpack. It's all right. You, you guys can go to somebody else. It's all right. All right. Barbara, you got one? Tell us about your most dramatic breakup. Ooh, your most dramatic breakup. Yeah. Come a little bit closer so I will Mike come will pick you up. Come closer, my child. And, and introduce <laughs> yourself so the people hearing or watching know who you are. This is Barbara. He says I'm troublemaker. My name is Barbara V. Evers. A lot of people know me as the giraffe lady. 
because I am the author of an epic fantasy trilogy that features telepathic giraffes. I love this idea, but but she's the giraffe lady wearing leopard print. I am wearing leopard print because I love all animals. So anyway, um, except the, the four up there. But <laughs> oh, oh, that's not what that I hurts. heard. That hurt my last feeling. Oh, wait, no, it well, anyway. So your, my most dramatic breakup. I was um, graduating from college and had been dating a guy. And um, actually, a friend of mine had been dating him. Uh, Daniel, and will you go he liked me better. And they're talking, so I'm not going to tell. I'm story. sorry. <laughs> we we got a close button. Yeah. Just, yeah. What's about it? Problem. Just hit there close. We got a, yeah. A pop up. Yeah. Oh, we might have to wrap this up sooner than later. Better okay. Yeah. So um, I was dating a guy, and it was the night we, had, you know, after we graduated, and. Um, he was about to pick me up and I got a phone call from a guy who I really, really liked and who I had kind of dated off and on. And he said, what you doing? You got something going on tonight. I'd like to go out with you. And I was like, oh man, I've got plans. And so we go out to dinner with this other guy. And the more I think about it, the more I think, you know what? I want to go out with the guy I'd rather go out with. So I excuse myself to the bathroom and off I go to the bathroom and then I sneak around the perimeter of the restaurant, leave the restaurant, get, uh, back then we had pay phones, get on the pay phone, call the other guy whose name was David and go out with him. So I left the other guy stranded in the restaurant. You left someone stranded and I love this. Except for one there. thing, if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. Uh, <laughs> So while she was telling that story, we got the charger so that we don't lose power. And, uh, yeah, he's look at you being all smart yeah, so it doesn't pull. Oh, the river said Yeah, the river said oh, 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 oh. oh. All right. Sorry, I had to do that because That's I don't a, have a but dramatic But that was an awesome story. story. So your most dramatic breakup never happened. Well, I can't yes. tell the ones that did. <laughs> the names can be changed. All right, what do you got? Okay, what did Back you draw this time? So this time I drew, tell us about a time you heard someone gossiping about you. Who are you? I'm Michael K. Falciani. I am the author of another epic fantasy, Dark Storm Rising, sitting there on the table. Um, yeah, so I had stayed over at a friend's place, and uh, I, was in the, I was in the bedroom. And the next morning, she and her friends got up. And they didn't realize I was in there. Uh, and my, the girl that I was dating at the time, she was in the bathroom. And the other girls were in the other room. And they were talking about me. And I had heard a variety of things. But the, the best PG thing I can say without talking about everything they said to me was that that Michael K. Falciani has got a great dairy air is the best way I think I can say it. <laughs> And uh, I, I remember as I, as I was getting up, I walked out and I, I kind of modeled it for them. I was like, how's it looking, ladies? And that was kind of when I heard somebody talking about me. And you're here by yourself this weekend, right? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Why do you ask? All right. It's better than the sex tape one I could have told. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm, uh, yes. I'm actually sad I, didn't, I'm sad I didn't get to tell that one. The fact that you have a story... For that one. Anyway, I want to hear uh, it later. Yeah, right. um, go ahead. Okay, so I'm Jenny Wren. I write with Three Ravens. I'm in Trailer Park. I'm at, helping to edit the second one. Okay. And where's my novel? I get it. 
sitting in Q waiting to be red and bled on. It's science fiction. And my prompt is describe a time you were too afraid to tell someone how you really felt. And that would be telling him that story was funny. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't No, I'm kidding. It's okay. No, no, you got, but you guys aren't together. No. no. But you just act like an old married couple. Oh. oh. <laughs> Where's Charity when we need I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Except no. Oh. I don't know what to say. No, but we have a good community among our authors, and everybody just works well together. That's awesome. It would, it would, hey, my, 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 girl, my girlfriend's on the phone. Hold on. I, I need, I need to take this call. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. My signet husband real. is calling. Yeah. Um, actually, it would really be with um, some of the anthologies that I've helped to edit up until now. I have had people come up to me and go, that was a really good story, right? Yes. Because I didn't know how to tell them no. <laughs> For those of you who are just now tuning in, we are live at Imaginarium in Louisville, Kentucky, and I've got Dave Mattingly, Hillbilly, and Daniel Dark here with me. I'm John Pica. You know me as Johnny. And we're doing this live in front of an audience, and our audience is participating this morning. And uh, we just played It's Kind of a Fun Story. This is a great game by Pop House Collective. And if we were actually playing, you guys saw that you get points for telling a story. You get two points uh, for each story. And there are other, uh, other things to block or, you know, not tell a story or to, you know, call BS or whatever. Uh, real fun game by, um, by our friends there. Did anybody else pull a card? Is that it? Okay. No, but I like the fact that you can call BS in there because. Yeah. 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 yeah so if yeah. we were actually most, playing. Yeah. Most of my story was true. I did not bail on the guy I was out with. That's, that's the only part of the story. I wanted to. Oh, we were supposed to make up stuff? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I it could be true. It could be either way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And his haircut looks like Will from Stranger Things. So oh, I'm so, so glad oh, you said thank that. Thank you. Oh, no. I mean, that's good. That's good. That's no. what I was going for. Well, mine looks like Love Luther, so, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I was scalped by a Cherokee native, but um, that's another story for another day. Um, what are you looking at me like that for? Uh, so, our topic. <laughs> This morning, we actually have a topic, can you believe it, is movies of the 80s that are terribly underrated and deserved a sequel but never got them. Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates, hands down, or Caveman. Those are my two top go-to. I, I'm in the shop or whatever, I throw them on, on the DVD player and just, it's playing in the shop. I can quote it verbatim because I've watched them and listened to them so many times. They're good, can't be fun. That's fine. Yeah, who who starred in the Ice Pirates? Was that uh, Robert Conrad? Uh, crap. Uh, uh, Ron Perlman was in it. Um, or or, the, or Beretta, the guy who played Beretta. Who who is that? I can't remember the main character, the main actor's name now. Um, Someone Google that. Come on. Our experts are looking. I know. Per, per, or Ron Perlman was in it. Um, must have been a very young Robert. Oh, very young. Yeah. He, he hadn't even bulked out. I mean, this, he was tiny. Oh, Robert Ul Ulrich. Yeah, Ulrich. Ulrich. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which he, he went on and did a lot. Angelica of Houston Europe. was Yeah, there. Angelica Houston. That's who I was trying to think of. But I what TV did. show was Robert Ulrich on? Um, he was, was he Beretta? No, he wasn't Beretta. No. no. Um, Ulrich was um, Magnum Pete. No. I don't remember. Um, he was on a TV show that was really popular. Lonesome Dove? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm 
completely. Is he the one that did the battery on the shoulder, or was that Robert Conrad? Vegas. Okay. Yeah. But you know the the, the whole bit in there where you got the the robots and all yeah. doing the fighting, and, and um, Buford was the the one that they rebuilt. You know, here's the little guy. Little guys fight harder. You know. <laughs> Do you? Uh, can I confess something to you? Spencer for hire. Yeah. Spencer for hire. That's it. That's okay. It. Um, I, I have never seen Ice Pirates. Really? <laughs> See, the first time I ever watched it, it was either on Elvira or USA Up, up All Night. And I, I want to say it was Up All Night with Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. And just... Yeah, it, it's it the awesome. strangest thing. <laughs> I watched so many of those bad movies on both those two, you know. Wait, we, we've got a great movie for you tonight. Sit down with your popcorn and enjoy Robert Ulrich in Ice Pirates. Last night I was on a panel about Colchek, and you were talking about the possibility of a reboot a few years ago, and who we would love to have seen cast. And for me, you know, my dream cast for every role is Gilbert Godfrey. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I can't see that. that. So uh, I wanted Daniel, him to voice Smog, you know, and, 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 and anything that can happen. If he should be in what, what's, what's, what's a line you know? Smog would have done? I smell you, Barrel Rider. So it would be a. <laughs> I smell you, Barrel Rider. <laughs> no, that didn't work. No. Oh, he give me a cracker. He would have been far more terrifying. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this is, you got the cracker joke. Yeah, You're welcome. Couldn't yeah, we yeah, wait yeah. for a natural storm, your horribleness? That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Daniel, movie of the 80s that is terribly underrated and or deserved a sequel. Of the 80s. Was I watching movies in the 80s? <laughs> um, I'm afraid. Well, I can give a bunch well, if you I'm want more time to think. Good movie, but what? Yes, I'm afraid it was a good movie. I'm afraid it was a good movie? Was that a movie? Yeah. I never saw it. I've never heard of it. Who was in it? You don't know. <laughs> You're a great <laughs> guest, man. <laughs> D-rated movie. D-rated, D-rated. D-rated. They go that wow. So that wasn't even direct-to-video. That was just like on uh, 8-millimeter film that you got out of some guy's trunk. So it was better or worse than Zombie Stripper with Robert Eagle? Um, did you make that movie? <laughs> it, it was. It was very that was the name of his tape. But it was a murder plan. Okay. We we had a suggestion from the audience. Time bandits. Time bandits. Oh, Return on oh, that. I listen. I was obsessed with time bandits when I was a kid. Back by the pythons. Oh yeah. Yes. I I went and saw that movie in the theater. It was so good. Had my favorite non sequitur line. Okay, the Monty Python movies, yeah. And they could never remake Which they shouldn't. They should never remake I am a, I hate remakes. I think no movie should be remade ever. Um, continuations, yes. Continuations, sequels, yes. Continuing the story, but reboots, remakes, never. The With the exception of one crazy. movie. Would be a great continuation. The Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. they did make a number they two. Did do, they did do a two. Yeah. They did? I think they did they a did. three, even. But I, I don't remember seeing it. I didn't know they made I know a they two. did a two. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. That's what I Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Okay. That one's a good one. Uh, lesser known, The Return of Captain Invincible. There wasn't a first. The first movie was The Return. It was Alan Arkin as a superhero 
in a musical with Christopher Lee. And they both How have sing. I never seen this? I don't remember the songs I've never were written by, The songs were written by a, a, a riffraff. Uh, O'Brien, you know, from uh, from Rocky Horror. Really? Yes. Oh, oh wow. Wait, the Return of Captain Amazing? Uh, uh, the Return of Captain Invincible. Invincible. He's a, a washed up superhero who's drunk, forgot how to use all his powers, you know. Wait. And, and it's a musical. Ensues. Yes. Holy freaking that, cow. So, somebody's taken that concept and redone it because that sounds really familiar. And it's, not, it's been in the last 10 years I've seen something like that. Mm. Okay. Huh? Hancock. Hancock, is, yeah. But it's not a musical. No, it's not a musical, but the, the basic premise. Yeah. Okay, Hancock. Yeah, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, though. That's a, yeah, I mean, yeah Big Trouble in Little China. Great one. But but could could they yeah. make a sequel to that that recaptured the magic? Oh, absolutely not. That that's the problem, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So for me, my favorite, most underrated film of the 1980s was 1982's Zapped, with Scott mm. Baio oh, and yeah, Willie yeah, Ames yeah. and Heather Locklear. Um, was it Heather Locklear or Heather Thomas? Heather Thomas. Thomas. Um, it is the most 80s, 80s movie ever. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. I think so. I, Scott Mayo plays yeah. Barney. Really kinetic powers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays Barney, a lab, like science, high school science nerd, who has an explosion accident in the lab, and it gives him telekinetic powers. And he struggles with, you know, coming to terms with how to use the powers responsibility responsibly and Willie Ames encourages him to to abuse the powers and it prompts making all the girls dresses pop off and you know it was and and then he gets hit with the a, a water uh, hose in the head and knocks him out and he loses his powers but it actually amplifies him and the last scene is him with his prom date Bernadette and she's like it's a shame you you lost your powers and we have to walk home. And he said, who said anything about walking? And he forms this telekinetic bubble around them and <laughs> shoots off into the sky. And it was awesome. The soundtrack was awesome. Gotta believe in magic. That, that's one thing about the 80s sound, uh, movies. The yes. soundtracks were all beautiful. Yeah. Or most were all. Yeah. Now, they um, did a movie. They did a sequel to it in 1990 called really? Zapped Again. Really? That uh, nobody saw. Yeah. And probably should never have that, no, okay. and then they remade it they rebooted it in the early 2000s with zendaya on really? the disney wow. channel yeah um and of course it was no longer a wacky teen comedy yes. of the 80s ilk it was family wholesome huh, right. uh, teen comedy but um, another movie right. that i think could get a sequel or or could have uh it's not lesser known or anything but ferris bueller Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That uh, you got the whole uh, Ed Rooney thing. You know, in fifteen years, he's gonna you know wish whatever that it, he would replace it. Where you know, Ferris is now the dad of a teenage girl or something, doing and the same he's thing. doing the Rooney role. Oh, that kind of, it would have been fantastic. That would be, that would be they made that movie. They did. It was a series on Netflix. No, that's called Daybreak. <laughs> not even close. No. It, it does. It does pull a lot of the Ferris Bueller stuff into it. Have you seen he, it? He's, he's the he's the principal in a post-apocalyptic Cal, uh, L.A. He he plays Ed Rooney in that, uh, and and the it the, pulls a lot of those aspects. But doing the Ferris Bueller thing, oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah, like, but, but that you don't want to say that, yeah. that's what yeah. they were going. For. Yeah, they they were absolutely going for it. Ed Rooney kind of goes badass and and yeah. you know yeah. goes medieval on the kids. It's a great. It's a it's a post-apocalyptic zombie. Uh, series. You've seen it? Yeah. It was a great. It was a great. Um, 
High School Nazis? I've not seen High School Nazis. That, okay, I got a good one for you. That is the one from Troma. Okay. Oh, okay. wait. No, it certainly no, sounds like I've seen this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who remembers Roller Babies? I don't remember Roller I remember babies. hearing about it. It was a post-apocalyptic setting, and these kids are running around on roller derby skates or BMX bikes, things like that. And their whole goal is to basically break free of the system. And, you know, they find this underground wellspring where this glacier had been hidden yeah, in the yeah. desert. And they, they bring the water back to the desert to the people. And there's now freedom. And they could they could so play with the tropes in that thing and have some fun with it. No, post-apocalyptic uh, comedy from either late 80s or early 90s that would work well. It's Night of the Comics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, th there are a bunch of movies in the 80s that I felt like t had to have a sequel and never did. Like Last Starfighter. That if, one, they're talking about doing a sequel. They are yeah. talking about it, but that should have been a franchise. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, Silverado. Oh, yeah, that was great. Silverado was written with the ending suggesting that there would be a sequel when Kevin Costner's character looks over his shoulder and says, We'll be back! And they, if they're going to do a sequel to that, you better hurry up because Scott Glenn is looking a little bit rough. I'm just saying. It's great. It's a great movie. Incredible cast. That's yeah. Unbelievable yeah. cast. Kevin Costner, Scott Glenn, uh, Danny Glover, uh, Kevin Klein, Jeff Goldblum, Linda Gray, uh, Linda Hunt. Um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum movie. I mean, Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy. Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huge. I'm just unbelievable cast. Earth Girls are easy. Earth Girls are easy. That would be a good one. If they did another Goonies movie. Yeah, yes. I did think about you that know, too. And if it was it was, it was in the same kind of feel of, what about the Goonies now? It's their kids going on that adventure. And the parents are like, they got to well, go save the kids the Stranger or Things. We have that. Well, yeah. They, they, they're pulling that with Stranger Things, yeah. for sure. Now, they're, that, that's pulling so many nostalgic heartstrings right there. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Stranger Things has been great. I, I love Stranger Things. And this last season... Was my favorite. Yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, no spoilers, but it's okay to cry in pajamas. Yeah, it is. It is. They they they're very absorbent. Um, but uh, you know, you know what has been the holdout for them doing a Goonie sequel? Does anyone know? Short round. Yeah, the kid who played Data. He he just did not want to do it. He he got out of acting and. I just read an article this week that he has been convinced to come back. That the kid who played Chunk um, has talked him into doing it, and now they're moving forward. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I would go and watch that in heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. So, fingers crossed. He's He just came out in that new Asian movie, uh, Every Witch Anyway... Everywhere. Oh, everything, everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, heard great things, but I, yeah. yeah, he's out. He's in that. That's his like comeback role. I've see that is at the top of my list to see. I love Michelle Yeoh, mm -hmm. and and I love movies that deal with time travel and multiverse, and uh, I gotta see it now even more, even more. Speaking of Michelle Yeoh, have you guys seen uh, Gunpowder Milkshake? Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Oh, oh no. Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, what's what's uh, the, the other Karen girl? Gillen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Gino. Yeah. 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 Gina. Uh, 
Carla, Carla, Carla Gacchino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a great movie. Yeah. It yeah. ought to be a little bit of what is a John Wick three in the library where you got all the guns hiding inside oh, the books and stuff. But this is an all women cast. It was it's, really cool stuff. In my opinion, it does John Wick better than John Wick. Yes. Oh wow. That's yeah. That's saying something. With the exception of the impetus as to why he goes John Wick. Yes. See, I thought that was lame. It was just. <laughs> I, I, Nobody goes on that kind of a killing spree over a dog. Spoiler alert! <laughs> but, okay, that, now that's a funny thing too. That I saw one of those memes on the on, on the internet. So, one of those memes. But now hold on. Okay, yeah, so one of those memes I, I would internet. say that Bill and Ted would need needs a sequel, but they they wrapped it up beautifully. I finally yeah, saw yeah. Bill and Ted face the music. Yep, that was a beautiful conclusion to that series. Yep. Loved it. Originally, but, you know, the meme that I saw called number two, Bill and Ted Go to Hell, and the third one, theoretically, yeah. back in the early 90s, would have been uh, Bill and Ted Go to Mars. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, yeah. But the meme was that if Ted had went to military school, that's where that's he gets Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, I've heard that. That's the alternate, alternate history of he went to military school instead. Oh, no, but Gunpowder Milkshake was pretty bad. Yeah. Yes. You're, you're talking about the dog being killed and everything. Yeah. You know, when you killed my poor little innocent puppy, Cujo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm starting to question some of your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> he's glad he's got a killability between him and Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about, how about, um, don't we wish that we had a, a good, a, a, an adequate, acceptable sequel for Lost Boys? Oh, that would have been that. Well, yeah. no, they're talking about remaking that one. I yeah, absolutely hate please, the idea. no, no. Nobody wants a Lost Boys remake. No. Nobody wants that. A continuation, yes. Yeah, And they did do two sequels. That they just did? Yeah, they yeah. started the Frog Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, they, they were horrible, direct to video only. Uh, I want I've a never big budget. Heard of them. Yeah, exactly. I, I want a big budget sequel, continuation of the story. Oh. Yeah, now there was never a, a sequel to Highlander. But it would have been cool if there was a good sequel, but you know they never made it a Highlander sequel. Well, so Highlander is a movie that makes zero sense to me. This makes zero sense to me. We're immortal, except if you cut off our head, and there can only be one. So we're going to kill each other, but we're immortal, but we can still die. That only, only from another immortal. I, I know, but it's just I. If you're immortal, you're immortal. That's my thing. Either you're immortal or you're not. And if you if you can be killed, you're not immortal. Well, immortal is not the same as eternal. John Mayer said, "We're immortal until we die." So. Yeah. So I just live forever. So far, so good. So, so what yeah, is the difference so between immortal and eternal? Uh, uh, Besides Marvel comics, uh, uh, never ending. But how is that different from being immortal? Uh, well, immortal, you uh, certainly had a beginning, uh, and you Eternally, you could you potentially. Could I mean, exist. what happens when the, the universe uh, uh, collapses on itself and no longer exists? Are you so still so alive, you're saying you know? eternal means you were here at the beginning, you'll be here till the end, or beyond. You're, you were yeah, here okay. before the beginning, there, there and you'll you be here beyond there, the end. never any end at all. Huh. That's interesting. You are part of the universe. You are yeah. in existence. Huh. That gives me something to think about. Dun, I don't dun, like dun. that. 
you don't like it. But like the no, 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 I really don't. I'm, I'm kind of a wing it production kind of guy. I fly by the seat of my pants. All right, we actually have to wrap it up, guys. But I uh, hope you guys had fun with us this morning. From the audience, any any uh, 80s that should have had sequels? Unpopular opinion, Howard the Duck. Yes. Yes. God, yes. I can't even find a copy just to show the kids and teach them. I've got, Howard the Duck. I've got three copies. I've got one on VHS, one wow. on DVD, and uh, one on Blu-ray. Which and, one do you want? DVD. Now, did, did you know that for the greater MCU, Howard the Duck is part of Marvel. He could yep. become part uh, of the MCU. He is. Oh, yeah. he, he, did they bring him in? Oh, yeah. He was hey, at the Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Once you go duck, you never go back. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, watch the end of the movie. He's in, is he in two as well? And then And then he is in Endgame. He's in Endgame. He's in the final battle. Yeah, when they open all the portals, he shows up with a machine gun. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, see, Marvel, you gotta watch. And I I feel like he's in one other one, too. There was gonna be a uh, Howard the Duck uh, series on Hulu. That's right. Like with Bodoc and uh, uh, Hitmonkey. Yeah. And and, uh, the Howard the Duck and then another one, and together they're gonna be the new team, The Offenders. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Actually, the Modoc series is hysterical. It is. Hysterical. uh, you're going to really appreciate something uh, when you see Thor. Okay. Uh-oh. I can't wait to uh, see No spoilers. Thor. But I'm like, oh my gosh, Monarch. I got to go back and watch Monarch again now. I love it. Love it Thunder. Yeah, I love it Thunder that just came out. Yeah. If you guys have not watched the Modoc show on Hulu, you really, if you're a fan of Marvel Comics, you must watch it. Mm-hmm. It is so good. They, so they funny. pull in so many uh, uh, deep dive obscure characters. Uh, Pandemonium, who has demons for arms, is a talk show host. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's epic. It's epic. All right, we got to go. All of you guys watching, thanks for watching. If you posted comments, uh, we appreciate it. We've not been able to address the comments live uh, this morning, but um, we'll address them in the uh, after show and uh, respond to them as we can. And um, let's see. I can't, I can't press that end button. We might be going... For eternity. Yes. We're in the end game now. So, guys, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Go ahead and hit that red end button. There we go. Bye. Yes. Again.